Welcome. This is the Health and Wellness Coach Journal podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jessica Singh, the founder and CEO of the Center for Health and Wellness Coaches. This is a podcast for coaches to explore topics related to health, wellness, and coaching, sharing knowledge, and sharing light. In this episode, I have the pleasure and privilege of interviewing Dr. Amna Shabir, the founder and CEO of Amna Shabir Wellness Coaching and the Early Career Physicians Institute, here to discuss with us the benefits of wellness coaching from the perspective of a physician. Dr. Amna is a double board certified physician in geriatrics and internal medicine who completed her fellowship training at Duke University and residency at the Cleveland Clinic. She is also a Duke certified integrative wellness coach and a certified professional life coach who focuses on helping busy professionals, especially early career physicians, overcome burnout, imposter syndrome, overwhelm, and create holistic well-being for themselves. Amna, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jessica. And that was such a uh, kind introduction. Very happy to be here. I'd love to learn more about yourself and your own personal journey into coaching. Yeah, thank you. So um, coaching is something that has always attracted me from actually a very young age. I spent some time reflecting and recognized that when I was about 13 years old, I believe I I read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens at that time. And I was enamored with positive psychology and forward thinking. So uh, that was probably the first time I had wanted to uh, do something that was close to coaching. It didn't really fit psychology in terms of um, it didn't fit psychiatry, I would say, because it wasn't addressing uh, you know, the pathologies on all the other things. But that's really when it started. But moving forward in, in life, and now I'm a physician, I'm practicing as, as a primary care physician, which is uh, what happened between residency and fellowship. I practiced for about four years. And in that time, I really burned out. And that was a time of deep reflection. That was a time I sought help. And my burnout started couple of months into practice as a primary care physician. So that's when I actively started getting coached. And I'm so glad I was getting coached pre-pandemic because when the pandemic hit, everything got worse. So that was my journey into my direct exposure with coaching. And during this time, I recognized that early career physicians, healthcare workers at large need support. We need help. I wanted to be the person that I really wanted to have when I was going through this journey. So then I founded the Early Career Physicians Institute, did my coaching um, practice, and now I focus on helping early career physicians, newer attendings, medical trainees, kind of help them go through their journeys in a more well-rounded approach. Um, and, And honestly, just to be there because they need support. We need support. I needed support at that time. I just want to pause and honor your journey, starting from as an adolescent, as a teenager, and learning about coaching and then talk about full circle, now being able to apply to everything that you've learned, experienced, and wanting to do to helping other people. Thank you. It's interesting that you were saying in your journey, you had found coaching to be helpful to you when you first started practicing as an attending and experiencing burnout. Do you remember how coaching, like the idea of coaching came to you at that time as maybe to be a solution to help you overcome the burnout? Yeah. So I sought help with counseling and I did um, get therapy at that time. 
The focus that I had was more so towards forward momentum and action-oriented guidance that I needed because I wanted to get from point A to point B. So often I get asked this question like, well, what is better? I think that's not the question because there are huge benefits, as we as we know, uh, with therapy and counseling it's and coaching. But it, the question is, what do you want? And at that time, I wanted forward momentum, which is what coaching provided. That's amazing. And the fact that you got to get exposed to it early on in your career and you had this as a tool to, that you knew would help you with that forward motion. Because I feel like even though coaching has grown so much more popular, a lot of people still don't really know what it is or what's the benefit someone can gain from it. Because unlike, as you know, when we go to school, we get our degrees. With coaching, it's like, wait, I'm supposed to tell the coach what to do? What is this? <laughs> It can be incredibly unnerving, especially as a coach, when you say, well, I believe that you hold all the answers and that right there can cause confusion. But that right there holds all the possibility and promise that we can offer our clients, because I think sometimes people also confuse um, coaching with mentoring and peer support or just talking to a friend. And it's so different because Yes, when you go to a friend, you want support in that moment. Yes, uh, this is a horrible situation. Yes, hate this person with me and we'll do that. And, and that's needed and we need that bond. But a coach allows you to truly and objectively look at what happened and gives you specific tools in which you can move forward. And that's why when I was going through this entire journey, you know, not just healthcare workers, I feel everyone needs to be exposed to this. And as somebody who has cared for patients with chronic diseases, I saw my patients struggle. And I wish that every patient had access, every geriatric patient and every regular primary care patient, both in my both of my experiences, had access to a health coach, a wellness coach. I can only imagine what the trajectory of their disease management would be and what the outcomes would be in that sense. It's such a a great point you bring up and also one that opens up so much discussion because, you know, there's also this question and it's so interesting coming from the perspective of a physician as you work clinically and see your patients, you know, what does coaching do that augments the relationship between somebody and their healthcare provider and what might coaching provide that someone might not get in a regular doctor's office? And these are things that people don't often know. I think that if we zoom out and look at look at the healthcare landscape. And beyond doubt, we know that it's broken. We're trying to fix it. Um, I'm optimistic. I have interacted with a lot of um, amazing physicians and other healthcare professionals that are trying to move the needle in that direction. So that part of me is hopeful. However, if I zoom out and I look at just primary care, I think a lot of times what I'm noticing is finger pointing And I don't blame anyone for that finger pointing because sometimes it's hard to walk in the other person's shoes. I have had frustrating experiences as a patient where I felt I was not heard in a visit. I felt I was not given appropriate treatment. And I felt that way after being a physician. So I can only imagine if somebody who's completely new or has not had exposure to healthcare would feel that way. I think it's really important to also acknowledge the anguish of our primary care physicians, of the care that they are trying to provide, and of the very limited resources they have. And when I say limited, I mean 360 degrees limited from time 
to personnel, to support staff in terms of helping them with paperwork. It's you, you talk about limited. I think the word primary care fits that. And then you have expectations that are endless. There's no horizon on site. It's just expectations. So I think there is communication that needs to be done between patients and physicians. And this is where coaching can be so powerful. A coach, a health coach can be an ally both for the patient as well as a physician, specifically chronic disease management. We have data that suggests, you know, when you involve a health coach, you have improved outcomes. You have improved sense of well-being. You have improved metrics. If we step away from data and all the things that sometimes make people tune out, and we just look at a human interaction. Think of it this way. You go to see your doctor. You find out you're a diabetic. And your doctor is very well-versed in what is diabetes, in what's the treatment option. Like they are, they are a fund of knowledge. They have spent all their time and energy in obtaining that knowledge, and they'll give you great advice, and they'll tell you what to do. So you take that advice you go see a nutritionist, you get more advice, and then you go home, and then you have your own life, which is unbeknownst to either of the two professionals who absolutely did their job 100% well. But in your life, it's very hard to take that advice and implement it. And that's what I call the concept of the gap, where you have great advice, but you are having a hard time applying it. And then there's you as a patient doing so, uh, doing your best, right? I'm trying to do everything that, that the doctor told me to do. A, I'm finding it hard to do that. And B, I don't know if it's sustainable. C, I'm, I'm feeling low. I'm not feeling motivated. And this gap between what the physician is saying and what you want to do actually is what a health and wellness coach can help fill. I, that was a very long answer to your question, Jessica, but I also just quickly want to make this comment because I was listening to a recent interview somebody had shared and in which they said that, Physicians are not trained in communication skills. And I really, I just want to debunk that. I, I think that when you say something like that as a physician, it triggers me. I think it needs to, it needs to be recognized that we, we do have training. We talk about motivation interviewing, active listening, how to have hard conversations, um, how to have end-of-life conversations, and serious patient conversations, breaking bad news. These are all the things I'm just naming over the top of my head that are coming to my mind. But there is very different skill set that's needed in coaching and how you can take everything that you learn as a physician and apply that as a coach. And, and I bring it back to saying it's not that your physician's not doing a good job and now you need a health coach to make them do a better job. It's about the gap, the gap that there's the advice that's given and how are you going to actually apply that advice in your life. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all those insights. That <laughs> so much to digest. And again, I feel like there's so many different places to go with this. I love the point that you're making, and it's so true. The system that we practice in, you know, when we physicians go to medical school, we go in with this noble idea of helping people and wanting to heal. And then you come out of a system, all of a sudden you're expected to meet certain metrics and productivity <laughs> and documentation, right? EMR. And so trying to manage all of that while maintaining communication and paying attention to the patient and actually healing them and listening to them, you're absolutely right. Doctors are doing the best they can and it's a hard place to be in. But it's interesting because like you're mentioning the soft skills, you know, how do you empower someone to truly make coaching their own and to take the advice into their own 
um, into their own life. That's definitely where being a physician and then having a coach just, I feel, strengthens your ability to make an impact also with your patients. Absolutely, Jessica. That was a really good point. I think um, as we talk about resources and communication skills, I think it's important to note facts because facts can allow us to step away from emotions in, in a different kind of way. I've always believed in being transparent with my patients. And when I was practicing primary care, I shared with them, I only have 20 minutes to see you. From the time you check in at the front desk to the time you're ruined by the medical assistant to the time when I walk in and I do your medication reconciliation, I go all over all your meds, I listen to all your concerns, and I want to be able to do that. So communicating that with my patients allowed them to be present more on time, to recognize that this 20 minute was their protected time. And so, you know how we get angry if the doctor is running late? Here's why, because they that's it. And, and supposedly in that 20 minute, we're also supposed to be closing charts. So recognizing that, even if your physician has coaching skills and they want to spend time with you to learn more about you, it would be very difficult to do so because of the way this average system works where insurance is accepted, average models in large hospital systems and primary care don't allow for that. Now, I want to imagine a situation in which you have time with a health coach to go over a diagnosis such as diabetes or hypertension, or it could be anything else. It could be something as anxiety or mental and emotional uh, wellness issues. And, you know, you walk through a process in which you as an individual have a deep recognition and a deep moment of introspection. Then you come up with action steps that are very specific, that are not abstract, that are very concrete. You can apply and you can move the needle towards your wellness. I think it can be a game changer. It's amazing because you so eloquently in such a short amount of time just basically broke down two big things, two big concepts, which is one, explaining to physicians and talking about physicians as coaches themselves and how coaching can just augment that impact we make as healers. And secondly, the benefits of coaching for a patient, even in the most ideal environment um, with a primary care doctor who, you know, with all the good intentions that they have. Let's say I'm a patient, right? And I go to my doctor and I'm like, hey, I want a health coach. (laughs) Have you seen often physicians collaborating with health and wellness coaches in their private offices? Or how would someone just find a coach? I think that it's growing. I, I wish I had more of that resource when I was practicing or um, it was made more mainstream. I do think that the needle is shifting, which really excites me and makes me happy. And, and especially for coaches that are national board certified, I think that insurance companies are also getting more on board. So what I would say, if you're interested, which I highly recommend that you do become interested, because here's what I say, at the end of the day, it's your goal and it's your health. And everyone around you can be well-meaning, they can support you, but you have to be invested to make that better. And if you're not invested, it's going to be very hard to move the needle. So get curious. And, you know, if you don't like the first visit, it's okay, but just go try. So go ask, uh, I would recommend asking your primary care physician if they can put a referral. Larger systems are offering the options of health coaches. It would be hard to say that everyone is doing it, but then there's also... The power of the internet. Like you can just search and you can connect with so many people um, out there. There are so many phenomenal. 
coaches. There are so many coaches that are offering very specific things that you're looking for. Like, for example, I want somebody who can help me reverse diabetes. Okay, you have someone. Now, only caution I would say is that whatever you do, do with the advice of your physician, have them on board. Don't just stop your insulin, something like that. I just want support to help me through the symptoms of menopause. And you have specific coaches you can find for that. So try to do your research, ask your physician, open that conversation. And you had mentioned that about certification too, which I thought was really important because why why does certification matter, especially for coaches? It's because at least the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching ensures certain standards, certain ethical practices, and certain qualifications, which are extremely important to avoid conflict of interest. And there's always this question, you know, where is the line between coaching and providing medical advice? I think that we want to be cognizant of those lines very much, um, just so that we can hair are the lines and hair are the boundaries, and then you can thrive within them. It would be a sort of, you know, you rob the joy of the coaching session if you start inserting advice in it. So if you allow the natural process to unfold, you will learn so much about yourself And this is your space and opportunity to do so, which I think is wonderful. And there are places and spaces to get advice. I'm not saying that. But in that space um, of coaching, of of exploration and reflection, I think that that's where the focus needs to be. I also love that, you know, the MBHWC scope of practice, they say like clearly a a coach doesn't provide diagnosis, treatment, nutrition plan. And as a physician practicing as a coach, I find it to be one of the most liberating experiences because then I can truly just focus on client empowerment and their own self-determination. So it's, it's, it's really nice to have that clear scope of practice. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I guess, so the other part that I'm hearing from this is so for coaches who are interested in, you know, advocating for the field of health and wellness coaching, obviously it's growing. Like you said, the number of providers actually working with coaches and more and more often I'll hear of physicians and doctor's offices looking for health coaches to practice with their patients in their office. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that for any physician or provider listening to this, please do that. Imagine how it will shift your practice, having more hands on deck, At the end of the day, chronic disease management is a team sport. So if we have the people we need on board, it's going to be such a game changer. And and I think that the the team sport part of it, I learned more uh, as a geriatrician because we would have physical therapy, occupational therapy, pharmacy, everyone helping. And I think that's beautiful. And the outcomes are so different. So for any primary care physician out there, even if you are starting your own venture, you know, uh, even if you're starting your direct care practice, having access to a health and wellness coach can make strides of improvement for your patients. And and in the metrics that you're looking at, those A1Cs can absolutely come down. Yeah. And it's beautiful because of the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching, their collaboration with the American Medical Association Obviously, now there's CPT codes that can be used. And so there's reinsurance reimbursement, which helps so much gets this to patients that need it the most. Absolutely. Thank you so much for giving your overview. And it's so unique because not only are you providing the perspective of someone who's experienced it even before being a physician, then using coaching for your own healing and now bringing coaching not only to your patients, but to your colleagues and eliciting systems change. Thank you. I'm so I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation. 
Um, what is your, if you were to give a takeaway, <laughs> we were even a, we're coaches, right? So if you yeah. were to give a takeaway or two for, for the audience, for coaches listening to this, what would it be? I think that for the coaches, I would say you are doing great work and please keep doing it because there is need for it, especially in the space of health and wellness coaching. We need more coaches and thank you for the valuable offerings that you're doing. For anyone who's interested in getting coached, who is a patient suffering from chronic disease, um, anybody really, you have to be, again, invested in making improvement towards your goal. This year is ending, next year is starting, uh, while we're recording, you know, this is uh, the the new energy of 2024. Um, What I would say, you have to look at your goals and how can you help them come into fruition instead of passively waiting for changes to come towards you and passively waiting for motivation to drive you. If there's one step that you can take, ask for help. That's your first step. And take interest in your own goal. Don't expect your spouse or friend or even your physician. Like at the end of the day, it is your goal and you need to get interested in it. It's so powerful and so beautifully said. And I'm getting a similar message too as to what you're saying in terms of it being your goal. And what I'm hearing so much is advocacy and education and knowledge being the biggest form of advocacy on three different levels. One, on the individual level, someone who's looking to just improve their health and wellness. Two, as a health and wellness coach who wants to do this work and bring it to patients, you know, what are the advantages of health and wellness coaching? Why should I work with a doctor? What does the doctor need to know in order to work with me? And three, the beautiful different letters of this that we've been able to explore in this conversation are from a physician. Like why coaching is not only beneficial to them, as many physician coaches listening to this might already know, and also just to explain, help explain to physicians the power of coaching, the need of coaching, and how it just augments the impact they're able to have on people's lives. Thank you, Dr. Singh. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you and value your feedback. So please subscribe and write a constructive review. If you'd like to be informed of new episodes and offerings and resources for coaches, sign up for our email list at www.centerforhealthandwellnesscoaches.com. Sending you warmth and light.